This is Doray Olalia, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast, episode 9090. Count it, it's the American dream, and then you wake up. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobsher, the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place. Mr. Hollywood himself presents the Before the Millions podcast. And now your host, DeRay Olalaye. What's going on, BTM tribe? We're back for another installment of the Before the Millions podcast. And guys, I'm just full of joy. This this is the first month of the year. This is when you set the tone. This is the beginning of the next 12 months of your life. How are you setting your tone? How are you? What is your outlook on this year? Are you excited? Are you worried? Are you frantic? Are you hopeful? Are you faithful? Your presence, your outlook on what is possible for you this year is what's going to actually set the tone. Recently, I launched, and when I say recently, I mean, this is day two. I launched this challenge called the BTM 5K Challenge. And without any pre-promotion or anything like that, I literally just was kind of like, hey, here's this thing I've been working on. Um, Are you guys interested? Sent an email. I talked about it on a podcast. And I've already had 35 of you sign up for this challenge. And I'm super excited for what we're about to do in this challenge because I'm giving away some some of the best things that people would normally reserve for their private clients. Like, guys, go sign up for this challenge and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a video challenge, by the way. So every few days, you'll have access to a video and I'm explaining and showing you and I'm teaching you and I'm demonstrating and I'm giving you contracts and scripts and emails and the works all for free in this challenge. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, this morning, one of my own clients asked, with you giving away so much information for free, how do you expect to build up your clientele? And I had so many answers for him, <laughs> so many answers. But but what I ended up doing was I just went to Amazon and I purchased him the go-giver. I'll report back after he reads the book. But this just goes to show you how much value is in this challenge and how excited I am for any and everybody out there who's listening to my voice right now, who hasn't gotten started in real estate and who thinks it's impossible in their current situation. Just head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash 5k. Again, the fact that my own coaching client is saying there's entirely too much value in what I'm offering. Trust me when I say that you're going to be fulfilled. And if you're hungry, if you're determined and you follow the steps in the challenge, and then you come to the Facebook group or you add me on Instagram and you ask questions there because all of that is available to you in the challenge for free. I mean, the sky's the limit. This can literally be the beginning of something special. You just have to take that first step. So head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash 5K. You know, they've always said that it's taboo to promote more than one product, more than one of your products on an episode. But I'm just excited about so many different things. And I just want to talk about everything. 
I'm not though. Um, if you guys want to learn a little bit more about every single thing that I have to offer, I did a whole episode on this. Just head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash episode 87. That's episode 87. And that episode is titled, I'm quitting building my lifestyle business. I walk you through every single thing that we have to offer. And one of those things that we have to offer is my mastermind. Now, many of you know that this is something that I've wanted to start for a long time. And it wasn't until the end of 2018 till I said, enough is enough. Done is better than ready. Let's get started and let's start changing lives. And this is my first product that is not catered to first-time real estate investors. This mastermind is for experienced investors. So what does experienced mean? It means you've done at least a few deals. If you're an investor, if you're a business owner, you've done at least a few transactions. You've gotten customers to pay you for your services. If you're a realtor or broker, same thing, transactions. You've done what you're looking to do, what you're looking to scale. You've already showed that you are successful at this, that you have what it takes to go down this path. So this mastermind is in essence what I've created to be my power circle. So this is, again, this is for individuals looking to do more deals, create a lifestyle business that serves the masses, monetize your podcast, get more exposure for your course through the benefits of our joint venture partnership, get some new fresh ideas for your real estate app, get some funding for your next business idea or real estate investing venture. The right individuals who have a proven track record of success, Napoleon Hill said you can achieve more in one single year in a mastermind than you can on your own efforts in a lifetime. Let that sink in. I didn't necessarily believe this statement when I first heard it. I, it kind of was just like, wait, I mean, that's a bit too much, right? Like, come on, one year, a lifetime, eh. But it's not until you experience it that you're just like, I get it. Like, this is crazy. Like, one plus one is 10. And and when we put our, our heads together towards a common cause, whether that's a problem in your business, in your social life, in your personal life, in your marriage, I mean, we're getting personal, right? But when we put our heads together towards a common cause, when two people or three people or 10 people do that, it's so amazing what the results are. So if you're interested in this type of fellowship, this type of growth, this type of accountability, then head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash mastermind and apply today. The membership fee for this mastermind is $500 per month. And that, quite frankly, may be for a limited time. I'm still debating on that. And this is not a marketing tactic, but 100% still debating on that. I am 50-50 to keeping it at that price or raising it to $1,000 a month. Now, if you're just like, that's just entirely too expensive, I'd like you to open up and challenge your beliefs. I remember when I first thought the exact same thing for $1,000 and $5,000 masterminds. But when I started to understand, just test the waters and open myself up to the possibility and start joining forces with some other young people in this industry doing big things, that's when I was just like, Oh, one of my first masterminds. And this was actually the first, the very, very first meeting I attended, the very first one. And I was working on, like, I had no idea how to run my email campaign. I was just kind of winging it and looking things up online. And, you know, I didn't know how to construct my newsletter. And it was just kind of just different things, different methods I was implementing. And that night, within the first five minutes, the host of the group gave me one of his highest converting emails. And I don't, I mean, at the time, I wasn't really like, words are not, I mean, words are powerful, but I didn't think that like words in an email would be as profound as it was. 
I mean, this was the beginning, literally the beginning of 2018. So that night I sent out that email and not even to a lot of people, to some subscribers on my newsletter and the direct result, not indirect, not something months later, but the direct result of that email produced for me at least $15,000 in the next week and a half. And then it went on to have massive effects in my business. Not just that one, but more and more strings of information and guides and systems and recommendations and new resources and new people that I was being introduced to because I had a certain problem I would tell my mastermind group about and they would already know the solution. They would already have been through that. And my business grew. A few weeks ago, we were in a mastermind meeting and one of the members of my mastermind group literally helped me construct a deal that I would have never had any idea how to construct. Literally helped me construct a deal that's about to put $17,000 in my bank account. I mean, I have so many stories of profound moments, some that aren't even monetary, just being a better person, being physically fit to the highest possible standard that I have for myself. And then when it comes to serving, helping others become better fathers, better brothers, better sons, better sisters, better daughters, better moms. And I mastermind with you guys every single week. And we bring on a new guest, a new millionaire to talk about their story. So this is a mini mastermind in itself. But if you want a private mastermind, a trusted group of advisors to help you with your business, your business aspirations, and you are a successful business owner or investor, meaning you've already bought a few investment properties or done a few flips or completed a few transactions, and you can't afford the $500 a month, and you will make the weekly mastermind meeting one of the highest priorities in your business, and you have the mindset of serving others helping others in the mastermind group grow and flourish. And then you have this dying, burning desire to help the masses, help people out there with your platform, with your services. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash apply. Now I'm recording this episode super early. Like I said, this is day two of the challenge and we're super early in the year and I haven't, the mastermind is not even something that I should be promoting right now, but I want to fill up my PM group because I'm doing two groups of 10 people and I've already had numerous people apply. Not everybody who's applied has been accepted. Yes, there are standards and there's actually an interview process and we have to make sure that you're a good fit for the rest of the members in the group. So my PM group, I just accepted two new members, making a total of four of us now. So that means there are six spots left at the time of this recording. And I am getting ready to send an email out to 1,500 people who have no idea that my mastermind is now open for applications. So if you're hearing this, Apply now, apply soon, apply sooner rather than later, especially because the price may just go up here in the next few weeks. One of my brand new members is a realtor winning awards left and right. He's also been on his investing journey for a while, getting ready to close on a nice deal to add to his portfolio. My other new mastermind member owns a property management company that serves nationwide. So if you're tired of doing this alone and you know that with the right people around you, you can grow your real estate business then I invite you to apply to join my mastermind group, the Before the Millions Mastermind. And as an added benefit, so this is like an outside thing, not even an obligation of the mastermind group that already meets once a week. My hourly rate is $1,000. So if you want to work with me and you're not one of my clients or you're not a member of my mastermind and you want an hour session, my rate is $1,000. Being a part of my mastermind is $500 a month. And if this is the type of math that you have to do to decide whether or not this mastermind is for you, then it's probably not for you. But I want to point it out. And the mastermind is currently $500 a month. And that's for four meetings, four 60-minute meetings, or five, depending on the month. 
every single week. Not only that, but you'll see it over at beforethemillions.com slash mastermind. I am also giving the added benefit of me being your one-on-one mentor. So I'm going to take a mentoring role in your life as well as an added benefit of the mastermind. This includes flushing through your business and getting you to your next goal that it's almost at this point a no-brainer if you just base it, if you just base it on the time. Now, of course, we haven't even talked about the quality, the content, what we're going to do in this mastermind. The fact that you can start seeing 10, 20, 30, 50% growth in your business, that you can have a clearer picture on what next steps are. So you can stop floundering and doing a whole bunch of things that aren't really pushing your business forward. So you can get honest, real feedback on things that you critically need to know about your business that everybody's just not going to tell you so that you can have cheerleaders, you can have promoters, and you can have leaders in your corner for every single thing that you do in your business and life. So if this is something that you're interested in, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash mastermind. Now, let me set the scene for today's episode. Picture this, the American dream. So whatever your American dream is, whatever you think of, or whatever you think somebody who doesn't live here, somebody who's not from here, somebody who's never been here thinks of when they think of the American dream, what it means to be a thriving American family. Our guest today, Mrs. Kendra Barnes, she was living that dream. That was her life. What you've just imagined, that was her life. So the big house, the great job, the international travel multiple times a year, everything, you name it, the custom closet, the fancy cars, all that stuff, right? And then one day, get this, one day she heads over to a family member's house to play a board game. A board game, you know, like chess, checkers, shoots and ladders, Monopoly, all that good stuff, right? This board game that she plays completely uproots her lifestyle, her American dream lifestyle that she's built and that she's created completely turns it on its axis and she heads in a completely different direction because of this board game. And she was able to figure out that she was not living the life that she wanted. Not yet. Not quite. She felt like she was there, but she felt like there was something missing. And this board game exposed that thing for what it was. And she realized that she was not building wealth. So if you want to learn about Kendra Barnes and her next actions, then stay tuned after this tip of the week. DeRay's tip of the week. This week, it is short and sweet. I'm doing shout outs, iTunes shout outs, people who are leaving reviews, who are telling me that they love the podcast. They love the inspiration. They love the guests that we have on the show and their insight. If you want to go ahead and do that for us, if you want to get us out there and show iTunes and show Stitcher and show Spotify and Google Play that this is a podcast to be reckoned with. This is a podcast that more people need to listen to. This is a podcast that they need to put on their charts as recommended. Then just leave a five-star review and tell a friend. If you leave a five-star review and tell a friend, you have made enormous efforts in allowing us to be in more people's ears and allowing us to have more of an impact. So the two reviews this week that I am going to give a shout out to are the first one is by Kid Bolts. And Kid Bolt says, I love this podcast. It keeps me learning and it keeps me positive on my future plans. Thanks, Duray. Thank you. The second review is by Not Happy Anymore 23. Well, I hope this podcast makes you happy because you said that this is your favorite podcast. And it goes on to say, I stumbled on this podcast in December of 2017 and I have been hooked. You hear that, guys? Hooked. I've been hooked ever since. I love the knowledge that is presented each week, and it's only motivating me to grind more. I also appreciate everything you do, man. 
I'm assuming that that man is me, so I thank you for that. Also, thank you for your guidance giving during our breakthrough call. It didn't go on deaf ears. Awesome. So guys, if you don't know what this person is talking about, I offer free breakthrough sessions, free planning sessions, free clarity sessions for you guys to get clear on your real estate investing strategy for this year and to take action on what really matters. That's something that you're interested in. Again, this was not planned, by the way. I didn't know that that review was going to say that. But if that's something that you're interested in, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash call. Let's get on the phone. Let's talk about your plans for this year. Let's talk about what's working, what's not working, and what you need to take your investing efforts to the next level. Guys, as you heard in the intro, my hourly rate is $1,000. The fact that I'm offering this call, this type of session for free, take advantage of it while you can. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash call. Now let's get to the show. And now your feature presentation. On today's episode, we have a real estate investor based in the Maryland, uh, D.C. area. Quick, so Kendra, how's it going today? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to chat today. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So like I said, I'm really glad to have you on the show. And I can't wait to kind of get into some strategy and kind of leave the listeners with some nuggets to walk away with and implement in their investing journey. But before all of that, Kendra, let's take it back. Kind of take it back somewhere to where you were starting to have this desire or a certain feeling This things weren't sitting right. And you were just like, hmm, there's something else out there. Kind of take us back to there. Yeah. So I kind of had that traditional trajectory where I went to undergrad and then I went to grad school because for me and my family, it was always kind of um, impressed upon me like, all right, graduate high school, go get your undergrad degree. If you're feeling fancy, go get your master's like, and then go get a good government job. That's all I knew. I never planned beyond that because for me, that's what seemed like the golden ticket, getting this good government job, right? No one ever said, oh, and also like, don't have terrible credit and build wealth and own stuff. Like no one ever said that. So my eye was set on this good government job and I did that. So I went to undergrad at North Carolina A&T State University. I got my undergrad degree in the weirdest thing, agricultural economics. Uh (laughs) It's super weird, right? What is that? What are you doing? So I'm an international economist for the Department of Agriculture, which is a mouthful. But let me tell you how I got into this. So when I was 17, as most 17-year-olds, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do when I grew up. When I grew up, excuse me, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. And there was this program out there that USDA had where they would pay for all four years of schooling, give you an internship, and give you a job for the government when you graduated, right? But you had to major in agriculture and you had to go to an HBCU, which if you're listening, uh, HBCU, um, if you don't know what an HBCU is, it's a historically black college or university. So I'm 17. My mom told me, she was like, if you get a full ride scholarship, I'll buy you a car. And I wanted that car so bad. I didn't care what I had to do. I didn't even, I didn't really want to major in agriculture. I was like, but whatever I got to do to get this car. And so I applied for this scholarship. I got it. And it kind of led me down the path where I am now working at USDA. I still work here full time. But it really, like in my 17-year-old mind, was to get that car. I love that. I love that. So, you know, let's move up a few years and let's kind of talk about maybe why and when real estate, like, you know, what sparked your interest? What were you doing when you were in college? Did somebody just hand you that little purple book? Like, what was your initial interest and and why did you hold hold fast to it? Oh my gosh, no. I graduated grad school, started working uh, for the government and still like my husband and I, I met my husband here in um, DC. We got married, bought a house. But even then, I promise you, we never ever considered buying any other real estate besides the house that we had because we had checked everything off the box, off, you know, off the list. We had 
the, the degrees, we had the jobs, we had a house. It was like, cool, we did it. This is the American dream. But a couple of years after we bought that first house, we played this game called cash flow. Are you familiar? I am. Yeah. So we played that game randomly. And before we, before we played that game, we had never, ever, ever, ever in a million years thought about owning real estate. Like, and it wasn't even that we didn't think we were capable. We just didn't even think about it. Like it was not even something that, that we ever considered or planned for or saved for. So we, we played cash flow one day and the next day, like after playing that game and having this aha moment, because if, if you're familiar with the game, to win the game, you have to invest in real estate. There is no way to win cash flow without owning real estate. And so we walked away and we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you can't win this game without real estate and the game mimics life, how are we winning in life? Like we had this big house. Yeah, we had these government jobs. We were living really well. We were traveling. We were like going, you know, on international trips two and three times a year. We were not wanting for anything, but we were not building wealth. We were literally just living for the moment. And that game was a huge wake up call. So that's that's really where it started. That's awesome. That's that's really awesome, Kendra. And I like your perspective on on how you got started because many times people come on the show and there there's a strong desire to change their circumstances. There's this, you know, like I've gone through, you know, this, that, and the third, and this is the reason why I'm so committed. And it's very hard for somebody who has a good life, who has, you know, their dream life, what they've always aspired to be, just totally be like, wait. Like there's more out there and I can have that if I want to. And I'm going to go after that. And, you know, I I commend you for that because, again, we are beings of complacency. Like we like to be comfortable. How did you kind of shake things up after that? I mean, what was next? How did you how did you start down that path? And who was more so in the forefront? Was it you? Was it your husband? And kind of talk about that dynamic really quick. And so one uh, caveat, too. So my husband, like, really is not on social media. So if you guys follow me on Instagram or get on my webinars, you will rarely ever see him. But he's kind of in the background, kind of behind the scenes kind of guy. But thankfully, when we first got this real estate bug, we both got the itch together. Like we both started to gain interest in it at the same time. And I do hear from some couples who one person's interested and one person's really not. And I think that could be a really tough dynamic. But thankfully, we were like super excited about it together and we dove right in. So after playing that game, we went and started looking for our first rental property like the next day. We were like, wait, wait, we're like, we have to win this game of life, right? So so no experience, no connections, no nothing. Mm-mm, nothing. Husband. You guys go out and start. I mean, what do you even think that you're looking for? Like, what, where do you even start? <laughs> I'm just so curious. Oh my gosh, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. So, and this is why I'm so passionate about teaching people to do better than I did. So we went on Redfin or Zillow. We like found, uh, we start looking at properties. And if you're looking at properties on those sites, you'll see real estate agents listed on the side. We found an agent on the side of the screen, like started looking at properties. And really our goal was to make sure that we could, whatever property we got, we could make more than the mortgage. That's it. Like we didn't even know how to find tenants. We didn't know anything about anything. And we ended up finding a duplex that we bought. Without any education, with no connections, you guys ended up being successful with your first deal. Is that correct? Not really. Okay. So we bought the duplex and we still own it to this day and it is cash flowing. You know, it's a great, great property, but we made some mistakes. And this is um, one of my favorite ways to invest in real estate now is house hacking. And it's because of the mistakes we made with this duplex. So if you know if you guys are listening and you're not familiar with, with house hacking, it's basically buying a multi-unit property, living in one unit and renting out the others, right? So 
we owned a house that we lived in and then we, we came across this duplex. And if you're buying a rental property that you're not living in, you have to put 25% down if you're using a mortgage, right? So that 25% for us was like $52,000. That's a lot of money <laughs> for, for two people who had not planned to spend that. We were spending money on vacations. We were getting like custom closets built in our home. We were like building movie theater rooms in our basement, like doing crazy stuff. So we didn't have $52,000. And so what we ended up doing was borrowing from our retirement, which most financial gurus will tell you like is a terrible idea. (laughs) But it actually worked out for us in, in the long run because we made more money on that money than it would have made in our retirement accounts. But it won't work like that for everyone, you know? Yeah. So we borrowed the money from our retirement, which, like I said, worked out fine. But where we went wrong was, I think if we would have had that wealth building mindset and we would have known a little bit more about real estate investing, we would have house hacked and instead of putting down 52000 put down like 11000 <laughs> or tw- you know, 12000 and done it that way. So that is the one single best way to get started. That's how I got started. I have house hacked the fourplex. And if you are listening out there and you have not gotten started, house hacking is the way to go. So I love that you touched on that. Let's progress down your path a little bit further. And let's kind of talk about failure for a little bit, because you've had some successes. You've had some awesome successes. And you've also probably had mm-hmm. some failures. A lot of entrepreneurs don't often discuss those failures, but it's those failures that people hear and they're drawn to because mm-hmm. when you're you have that adversity and you have that experience, it gives other people a sense of, hey, like this person has done it. They've been able to go through that. I can do this as well. So let's talk about how failure, maybe apparent failure, because I don't like to, I don't really like to use the word failure. I think that everything that happens to us doesn't really happen to us. It happens for us and it's feedback. So mm-hmm. how is apparent mm-hmm. failure set you up for later success? So for that duplex, we bought it. One unit was occupied and one unit was not. And we were like, oh, this is great. We can go ahead and the the amount the tenant was paying was enough to cover the mortgage. And so we said, cool, we'll just, you know, get that money, cover the mortgage and we'll renovate the other unit at our own pace. Seven days after we got the keys for that duplex, the tenant just left. He just moved out. (laughs) And we had no, and I tell you, we were so inexperienced. We were like, wait a minute. How do we even find tenants? Like literally, where do you find tenants? Like what is it? We, we didn't know anything. And so we were scrambling, but it actually ended up being a huge win because in our desperation, we put it on um, Airbnb and that made us so much money because DC is such a tourist hub that we made like three times the, the rental income that we would have made otherwise. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so, so that apparent failure again, and this is all, I want to highlight, this is all because Kendra decided to get started. Like, and I know know that you come across this as well because you do a lot of coaching as well. When I think about the biggest hangup, it's not the real estate knowledge. It's not the technical skills. It's not the expertise. It's not even the money. It's not the network. It's the fear of getting started. It's the fear Mm -hmm. of knowing Mm -hmm. You don't know, like, man, I don't know every single piece to this puzzle. So I'm just going to sit on the sidelines until I can know everything. Mm -hmm. And that's how we operate. But you decided to let me get started. I know I'm going to make some mistakes, but because I got started, I'm going to be able to course correct, fix those mistakes and become a successful entrepreneur. And that's what you've done. 
Yeah. And the thing is, I think people, I mean, people are really fortunate. They have people like you, people like me who are teaching them and they can, you know, learn from our mistakes. But then it kind of gets into this space where they're trying to consume so much information that they're paralyzed. And that's, that's why I kind of always go back and forth. Like I love sharing and, and providing this information and resources, but I want people to really, like you, like you said, just get started. My thing is, when you're investing your money and your time, even if you fall, you are going to get back up. You are going to fix it because that's your money. This is your life. This is your wealth. Like, there's no mistakes in my eyes. It's going to be too big for me to recover from because I don't have an option. <laughs> like, but, just get um, out there. Yeah, beautifully said. Is there any point in time in which you're like, I need some help? Like, me and my husband need some help. Like, we've been doing this. We've been, I mean, maybe it was even after the first duplex, but we've been doing this for a while now. We have a few rentals. Is there a point in time in which you started getting the formal education that, that you that you possibly desired or needed? No, we never did, really. I mean, the next deal after that was a fourplex, and we house hacked just like you. So I finally, you know, I learned my lesson from the from the duplex. And oh, another lesson we learned from that, you know, I told you the tenant moved out, we were scrambling. There were so many critical questions we never asked that tenant or the previous owner. Like when you're buying an occupied rental property, now I know there are like, I have a list of questions that I ask. There are things that I ask for a rent roll and, you know, I want to see the lease. I didn't even ask to see the lease. When you buy an occupied property, you're literally buying the contract that that tenant has signed. And you need to see what's in that. I mean, wow, that's so huge. And I didn't know. <laughs> really quick, what happened with that tenant? So once you finally went back and I guess you looked at the contract or the lease, if there was one in place, I mean, did they damage the property? Why did they leave? Kind of what happened with that situation overall? They did damage the property. And so we ended up keeping most of their security deposit. They were month to month at the time. And so they were in their right to leave. But they left because the previous owner was an elderly lady. I think she let them get away with a lot of stuff. And within a few short days of us, of us owning the property, they saw really quickly that they weren't going to be able to do that. And so they just were like, we're out. And yeah. That's interesting. Now that we're maybe in the past five years or the past three years, what new belief or maybe behavior or habit that, that you implement now has most improved your life? I've just really taken on like more of a wealth mindset. So when I first started, I mean, I knew that real estate investing was something that I wanted to do, but I really didn't realize that when you're building wealth from the ground up, it takes sacrifice. I mean, even if I had really known the value of house hacking when I bought that first duplex. I was not even in the mindset. I had a huge house, a backyard, which is rare in DC. We had a garage, we had a movie theater room. I had a custom closet. Like I didn't want to sacrifice and move into a one bedroom. I'm like, I work hard every day. I got two degrees. Like I, I, I've earned to live in a huge space that I don't use. I've earned you know, to, to have a garage and, and a backyard. But when you're building wealth, you have to make short-term sacrifices. And that's something that it took me a minute to learn. <laughs> Speaking to a specific demographic, what advice would you give to maybe a smart college student or you know, a young professional or somebody just looking to kind of enter the real estate world? What advice would you give them? And what advice would you maybe say they should ignore? What advice? To, okay. So I would definitely, I mean, I know this seems like so basic, but I really never thought about the way my credit would impact my purchases, my real estate purchases. And so even beyond or before we got into real estate investing, when we bought our first home, my credit was not the best. And so when you're buying a home, you know, your credit score, your debt to income ratio, if you if you are using a mortgage, those things are really important. And that factors into your interest rate, right? 
and and for me, I feel like I'm because of my credit mistakes, I'm still paying because we still have a mortgage on that house. I'm still paying for those mistakes. So that J Crew uh, J Crew credit card that I had that I ran up and and didn't really pay on time. Those clothes are the most expensive clothes in the world because I'm still paying for them. Like no one ever told me that those things would follow me. So yeah, I, you're gonna have to bury me in a J Crew blazer because it's like literally the most expensive blazer I have. I'm not getting rid of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's beautiful advice. Now, now on the flip side of that coin, you've been doing this for a while and you heard some things from people that you probably were like, this doesn't sit well with me. So what, what's mm-hmm. the advice that you ignore? What are those bad recommendations that you hear on a constant daily basis? Yeah. Well, first, don't let any real estate guru or finance guru tell you there's only one right way to do things. There's several ways to get into the real estate game. You, you have to do what's best for your market and do what's best for you. And one of the things that I hear that I personally don't like is that you should not purchase a home or that you should not purchase an investment property unless you can buy it cash. I really do not believe that. I'm a fan of leverage. I've I've purchased with cash and I've purchased with mortgage, uh, mortgage. I purchased with, you know, private money as well. Like I really do believe that if people wait until they have all cash for any real estate purchase, that's going to put them out of the game for so long. And they're missing out on opportunities based on people who may be coming from a bit more of a privileged Lynn. I come from a accounting background, so I'm super analytical. Okay. And I look okay. at I look at the numbers and everything. So I look at I'm wired to think like use as much leverage as possible when it makes sense. If the numbers work out, blah blah blah. And through the course of just this year and coaching and consulting and really thinking about how to get people to their goal, and I'm a big advocate for lifestyle and doing what it is that you want on this planet. And I think about the fact that there are things that truly fulfill us, there are things that truly make us feel safe and at home. And Uh I've always been, you know, pro Robert Kiyosaki and against people like Dave Ramsey, but... Same here. (laughs) (laughs) But I still intake what everybody has to say and I still kind of digest that to kind of formulate my own opinion. And I'm just like, those people that want you to buy your property all cash, there's nothing wrong with how they're thinking. And there's nothing wrong for you guys out there thinking like that's the way to go. If at the end of the at the end of the day, that's what's going to give you peace of mind. Right. If you would have asked me this a year ago, I would never say what I just said. <laughs> I'd be like, no, that makes no <laughs> sense. Don't do that. Like that's just dumb. Don't like that. Make. But now I'm just well, like, you know, it's about everything comes down to who we are, how we are as beings, how we feel about things. And if that's what's going to make you comfortable, if that's what you're going to feel is less risky. Until you learn something else, until you acquire more knowledge, until you feel as though the numbers make sense for you, then I want you to go with that because at the end of the day, peace of mind is what's important. You know, what, yeah. how you feel, being, you know, feeling, you know, that's why people pay off their houses is because they want peace of mind. And they say, I don't care that I don't care about leverage. That doesn't make any sense. And before, again, that used to irk me so bad. But now I'm just like, well, is it really about the numbers all the time? Or is it really about what we get out of life, what we want, how we want to feel our emotional state, things like that? Yeah. And I I really, and I I think it's fine if people want to pay off their primary residence because that is a version of debt that's not making you any money. But for me and my rental properties, my tenants are paying my debt. Like all debt is not bad debt. That's how I feel. And I really think that people like Dave Ramsey are speaking to an audience who may have more resources. And so if he's saying, oh, you only need to buy property cash. Yeah. If your family has a line of, you know, if you're coming from a family that has like 
ownership and you've had generations of home ownership and those those houses have appreciated and you can call on your mom or your dad or your auntie and get them to take out a home equity loan or something, mm-hmm. a cash out refinance. Of course you can buy a property cash, but what about people like me or people that are in my audience who don't come from a, a family lineage of ownership? Like where are we getting cash for a house from? And so I just think it's, it, that's why I said some people are coming from a place of privilege and it can get really interesting. But I, I have a coaching client who she bought a, she house hacked and bought a four unit in Alabama. She only put down $5,000. That's <laughs> nothing. She has a four unit building and she's living for free. Like, yeah. how is that bad debt? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I 100% agree with you. Let's end this segment with this. When you feel overwhelmed, when you feel unfocused, or maybe you've just kind of lost focus temporarily, what do you do to get yourself back in alignment? And if it helps, what what questions do you ask yourself? I just go back to that, like not living for the moment and just trying to build wealth and not just live well and just keep reminding myself that, hey, it requires sacrifice. Hey, you know, you are making a way for generations after you. That's just what I keep reminding myself. Let's walk to present day and let's kind of talk about what your lifestyle looks like now. I know that you have your full-time job and it sounds like it may be something that's grown on you now because it sounds like it may be something that you love. So you have a full-time job and you you do real estate full-time. Kind of talk about the dynamics of your day. I don't know if you have any kids and how you incorporate your husband and everything and how you guys make family time, but talk about how things are now. I knew how things were before real estate, but talk about how things are now and maybe where you're looking to go, some of your goals in the future. Yeah, so I still work full-time and one of the reasons I do is because, you know, it's really hard to get a mortgage without a full-time job. <laughs> and yeah. so I that's one thing I try to impress upon people too. People want to quit their jobs, like being a full-time entrepreneur is so popular these days. And then people are in a world of hurt when they can't even convince a bank to give them a loan. And so since I'm such a fan of leverage, I've, I've stayed with my job, but I am trying to create a way to where I can, you know, be a full-time entrepreneur. And then as far as family time, we do not have any kids, but my husband and I love real estate so much. It's like all we want to talk about. It's like our favorite thing to talk about, to do. And so, yeah, it's a pretty easy lifestyle for us. We we self-manage our rentals as well, which is kind of insane, but we do it and we love it. Lifestyle Design Acceleration Hacks. What is your favorite Before the Millions book? Okay, so one of my favorite books is um, Things Fall Apart by uh, Chinua Achebe. So that <laughs> doesn't have Elaborate. anything to do with wealth. <laughs> Elaborate on that. It's a fictional novel, but it, it like literally has nothing to do with <laughs> wealth or real estate. So let me think of a, a different book. I mean, I guess everyone says Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but I can't, I can't think of any others right now. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. So Marco Polo for me, do you know Marco Polo? Are you on that app? I do not. What is that? So it's like video messaging. It's kind of like Voxer, which is a voice Uh, messaging kind of, it's like Voxer, but it's video back and forth. Like I'm part of a real estate mastermind and that's how we communicate. And it has like been so phenomenal. So uh, Marco Polo and Voxer. So I use Voxer for my coaching clients so we can message back and forth. But then I use Marco Polo for my uh, real estate mastermind that I'm part of. So it's kind of cool. Nice, nice, nice. Definitely. We're going to put that in the show notes. Haven't heard that app before. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? Uh, One of my favorite things, to be honest, is being able to be an example to my tenants, children. Like I, uh, for our four units specifically, we rent to low income families. And I just think it's really cool for their children to be able to see my husband and I as young black investors. And then 
it kind of, kind of um, broadens their horizons and they can think, you know what, I can do that one day. And like for me, I never knew that I could be a landlord. No one ever told me that. And it wasn't that they were trying to keep it from me. It just wasn't anything that I saw. And so I, I think that's so powerful that I'm able to kind of be what I needed. That's awesome. What were the sacrifices you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? Like I said, just sacrificing, I guess, living well for building wealth. And I don't want people to think you can't live well while you're building wealth, but it does take a mindset shift. And so when we house packed, I had to give up all my, you know, big luxurious house and all this space in my garage to live in an apartment sharing walls with my tenants. Like that's a huge sacrifice. I know, you know. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, and I know the answer to this question, who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? Wait, what's the answer? I'm interested to see what you're going to say. I I thought you would say your husband because I know we already talked about there weren't any really mentors or anybody else. You guys guys were just gung-ho about about real estate and that was, I thought that was fascinating, but I, I just figured it would be your husband. Yeah, and honestly, like, as far as, like, finances go and everything, he's always been such a better steward of his money, like, just historically, even before we met. And so he always has had that wealth mindset. It took me a little while to kind of get on board with it. But even before he and I got on board with with real estate, I would say my aunt for introducing us to that game, cash flow. Like, if it wasn't for that game, I promise you, we'd, we'd literally still be, you know, right where we were, like, four or five years ago. So What was auntie doing with that game? I have no idea. I don't even know. That's a really good question, but it changed our lives. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, we tell her all the time. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Last but not least, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? Oh, family and friends. Listen, family and friends will project their fears on you and they will keep you stuck. And I it, I know it's hard, but I try to tell people to kind of just block out the noise and do whatever you need to do to get to your goals. Because for me, I know my parents because they're not real estate investors. And um, this is not coming from a place of malice. They just really want me to be safe. They don't want me to take too big a risk. They want me to, you know, just have a good life. And so sometimes they'll be like, OK, y'all are doing too much. You know, don't you want to slow down? Do you really need to buy another property? Like, because they're coming from a place of that security, that old school mindset. And so I know friends and family will often kind of try to damper our dreams by projecting their fears on us. Don't let it happen. (laughs) Kendra, this has been amazing. This has been a lovely podcast episode. And I've gotten so many value bombs from this episode. And I know our listeners have as well. If any of the listeners want to connect with you, want to learn a little bit more about you, want to reach out, where can they do some of that? So if you guys find me on Instagram at the key resource, you guys can find everything you need to know about me, my site, my offerings right in the link in my bio. Definitely reach out, DM me, say, hey, I heard you on uh, Before the Millions podcast and, and I'd love to chat with you guys. Awesome. 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 And listeners, we will have the links to everything Kendra and I discussed in the show notes. So definitely check that out. Kendra, thank you so much for the value that you've provided for our audience. Thank you so much for the value that you provide in the world on a daily basis. We need more people like you. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a good fit to work with the Before the Millions team, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash call. That's beforethemillions.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what is your cash flow goal? How much are you looking to make every month? 
Number two, your personalized investing strategy. And number three, the best way to get started using cash flowing rental real estate. Remember, starting and scaling your real estate investments and business doesn't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We've helped clients all over the world start and scale their investing efforts to six figures and beyond while enjoying life and making the world a better place. To find out if we can help you do the same, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash call. I'm Dorel Lallier, and let's talk soon.